Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I think that polygamy is a beautiful lifestyle for those that are, that desire it. Who believe in it. Who believe in it and want everything that comes with it. Personally, I don't think I would ever be able to make it work. a bit of a captain's log. It is seven o'clock in the morning. I'm supposed to release this episode, but I thought, how the hell could I release this episode without the bombshell information that just dropped as the perfect just like moment to season 18 of Sister Wives? If you guys have not heard, Mary went down to the Instagram to hard launch her man and announced that she's also turning 53 years old. So I have to explain a couple things because I know a few of you guys are going to be like, oh, you saw this on Mary's Instagram? How is that, Kara? Because we know that you've been blocked by her for a long time, okay? So here's the story of why I'm blocked by Janelle and Mary, okay? It hurts me. Why I'm blocked by Janelle, actually, I'm not really sure. I can only assume that it's because during season 16, I, you know, for those of you guys who've been with me for a while, used to refer to Garrison and Gabe as Goofus and Gallant. And my only assumption can be that possibly I tagged her in a post that referenced Goofus and Gallant, and perhaps she didn't like that. So I've been on a campaign since, gosh, 2022 to hashtag Janelle because I really feel like that's an undeserved one. Okay. <laughs> this, much like Khloe Kardashian, well, I'm going to take that back. I, I probably... I probably did earn that one from Chloe. Lord knows what I said, but I, that one I probably did earn. Um, why I'm blocked by Mary is actually some of you guys' fault, and I have no problem saying that, okay? And, and giving you guys a light chastise and a light finger wag because I didn't do anything, all right? I wish I could go back to the post to see um, exactly what she said, but I can't. So I will just have to sum it up for you, which is that... Um, she had posted last year, maybe 2022, something along the lines of, no, it must have been last year, uh, some version of, yeah, me and Cody are no longer, to get, no, no longer together. And she said 
something along the lines of like if you want to ask the question of why I stayed so long whatever why I didn't do this earlier like please keep your comments to yourself I much like Cody prefers was being compliant in that moment and so she gave us rules and regulations for things that we could not say in the comments so I simply said okay all I said was okay and then all y'all replied to me like oh Kara you're being shady and I wasn't mostly but she saw it and I think she felt some type of way about that so I really I can't really put myself on that I was doing what she asked and y'all were like oh here's Kara being shady and a bitch again and you ruined it for me you ruined it so I say all that to say that um Mary's got a man Mary's got a man, and I found my ways of finding what I needed to find, okay? So you can head on over to everyone's business but mine on Instagram if you also happen to be blocked by Mary, and you can see what it says. But if not, I'll read it out to you. Um, hap- excuse me, it says, birthday, hashtag 53 is looking a bit different for me this year, and might I say I like how it looks. Meet Amos, the good-looking guy I've been dating since October, He's not six foot six, nor is he a pilot, but he loves Christmas almost as much as I do. And we laugh a lot together, both of which are important elements in a relationship. I'm just finding out probably because it's never happened in the other one. Anyway, I've been keeping this kind of close to me as we've been enjoying the last few months of dating and getting to know each other. As I've considered when and how I wanted to share this fun news and share him with the world. Just kidding. Not really sharing, I'm keeping to him to myself. Wink emoji. I knew I wanted to celebrate my birthday in a special way and let you celebrate this with me. I feel like I'm getting this year off to a great start and I can't wait to share more with you as the year moves forward. Hashtag worthy up. Hashtag happy birthday to me. Hashtag more in 2024. There are also a couple pictures. Um, she is... Oh, she also mentions in the caption, Zona loves him as well. So Zona is uh, Mary's new dog. And like I said, there are a couple pictures of this gentleman. A lot of y'all said that he looks like Cody uh, or not dissimilar to Cody. Um, I can kind of see it. If you if you zoom in and and you squint, I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see what you mean. I can kind of see what you mean. But I think this man is significantly better looking and uh mary does seem very happy and you know what i do feel like she probably got off a lot in the beginning of the year and i'm sure it was a much better start than what she's been getting for the past 13 or so so congratulations to you mary if you want to unblock me that would be nice jen can you get mary to unblock me because I, I really didn't do anything, okay? <laughs> so, um, shout out to Mary. We're, we're happy for her. And uh, yeah, the rest of the episode is going to be a recap of chapter two, part two Hello of guys, Christine's Welcome wedding. back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our final sister wives for a little while. That's sad, isn't it? Oh, 
I should have put on my Janelle duster for the occasion. I should have thought about that. Um, quick update, if you will. Um, for those of you who have still not seen the Sister Wives Look Back or Talk Back episodes, for a while they were not available on the Max app, but I actually just checked and the... Ooh, I can't remember. I think it's the Talk Back episodes you can find if you go to Season 18 Extras. One of the two are, are there. One's there, not the other. Okay, so just if you have Max, go to Season 18 Extras and you'll find one of the two. It's two parts. It's right there. So, I, you know, like I said last week, they're pretty good. I recapped them a couple weeks ago. So if you want to check out the recaps for that, you can do that. Um, and now you can actually watch at least one of them. If you have Max. So with that, let's get into part two of Christine's wedding. Where we left her off, she was doing, you know, crisscross applesauce in the John Wayne room of their wedding venue. And just kind of taking everything in, the asbestos that were in the walls. And also just like the moment of, you know, marrying your one true love. That too. Um, so now we see her in the beginning of this episode putting on her wedding dress. The girls as are there. It's just really nice. I This is like a good thing that I forget that Maddie is not Christine's biological child, but actually Janelle's because she seems to be included with Janelle or Christine's older daughters in a way where it's like you really can't tell the difference. And I think that's very sweet. But David's in the parking lot. He's got some blue and silver Oakleys on. He's like, it's game time and he's ready. Okay. That man has the cleanest, sharpest lineup I've ever seen on a goatee. I didn't even know it's possible that you could get such a clean, hard line at the bottom. But thank God it was prominent, silver. We loved it. Just a, a full, pure, rectangular shape from the bottom of the lip down past the chin. And we loved it. We loved to see it. David's daughters, Katie and Reagan, two of them anyway, are walking him down the aisle. But then we see, um, so like Christine is being walked down the aisle mostly by Peyton. But then once they get up to her dad, Rex, he's going to walk her just like a couple steps over to David. Right. So I forgot to mention, y'all, I don't think this I should have watched this again, but I don't think. No, it did. It, he did say this. I failed to mention last week that. When they got off that party barge and Christine saw her dad and they were embraced and he was whispering in her ear, I'm so happy for you, blah, blah, blah. One of the things that he said was how Cody was like screaming, crying to him at some point in time about like how he lost her. How could I lose Christine? So if anybody needed a laugh today, I did want to include that because it's making me giggle for sure. David says seeing Christine walk down the aisles, like seeing his unicorn, right? And their relationship is like indescribable magic, just this major connection that he can't even explain. As Peyton is walking Christine down the aisle, he tells her she's a really good, he's a really good man. Like, I approve and I love this for you. Janelle says she got really emotional walking Rex or watching Rex walk Christine down the aisle because really, he's always been a big advocate for plural marriage and the whole lifestyle of polygamy. So it's really nice to see him just being in support of Christine 
Especially because she's not, you know, she's stepping into monogamy for the first time. So the guy who wanted to do some sort of dirty wedding efficient work, he does the wedding and he keeps it much cleaner than he wanted to. So he just does like, oh, you know, how David is this great guy. You hear about him before you meet him. His reputation precedes him. How in the midst of losing his wife having to raise eight kids on his own, working long hours. He would get off of work and help the neighbor make their home more wheelchair accessible. Like, that's just the kind of guy he is. And Christina's the kind of mom who will, you know, send a text that can send a tear to your eyes. (laughs) Okay, clearly we know which one you have a relationship with. So then he has to pull in some reinforcements with something from Isabel about how Growing up when Isabel would have an issue with friends and she would tell Christine, Christine would remind her that maybe something was going on with that person and they just needed a little bit more kindness. I will say, like, let's get into the looks, shall we? I'm, like, shocked. Maybe it's because it's, like, TLC or a lot of it is because it's TLC. And we've seen many a wedding on this network and they're just usually not giving, you know? So I don't expect to see even people who are dressed appropriately for the occasion. Like, usually at a 90-day fiancé wedding, there's, like, somebody in jeans. And I don't even mean, like, not even their nice jeans. Like, their rodeo jeans. Like, they don't care. Somebody's in, like, a, you know a message shirt this is like you know lazy saturday or whatever (laughs) like usually people it's just like a little bit different different so to see people who like all the girls are in complimentary colors and their dresses all look really cute together and you know whatever's going on you know the 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 flowers the ambiance like the whole thing I think there's a lot of opinions about, because one thing about me, like my secret thing, it's not even really that secret, is that I love to look at like a celebrity bridal look, a wedding look, and kind of see like what I'm into, because obviously I (laughs) kind of sound like a loser. (laughs) I've never been married, so I like to see what other people do. I didn't mean it like that, but I'm just like interested. So I do hear a lot of chatter about, you know, how if you're an older bride, an over 40 bride, you can't really do the same looks as a younger bride. And I've always been like, eh, whatever, I don't really care. I mean, I think there are just certain styles that are going to make you look young regardless. But I think there are there's more room to play with with a wedding gown, in, in my opinion. Like, was Christine's dress, like, young Like, could I see a younger bride in it? Absolutely. But I also thought it was completely age-appropriate. I thought she looked cute. And Christine's, like, a bubbly, fun... She's got a young vibe to her. I thought she looked great. I liked, you know, the little flowers in the hair. Somebody had their braiding fingers going. She had a nice little dye job. It's also very hard, I think, for a... Especially a woman with her coloring to pull off a dark lip. And she did well. Especially for an outdoor wedding, I think. So, cheers to her. 
So Truly's like not quite the flower girl, like more of a ring bearer kind of vibe. I also loved her little jumpsuit. It was very cute. Like the purple jumpsuit, the transition lenses, you know, the purple dipped hair. Like she was giving. She was serving a look. She was serving, you know. Again, I don't know which which Harry Potter house she belongs to, but I think she was serving that. Whatever that was. So she goes up to like give them the rings and she does give them both a hug, which Christine thinks is very symbolic. And she tells Christine, you deserve the best. You deserve the best, mom. And then she goes downstairs because one thing about Truly is she will steal the spotlight. Okay, she's much quieter than she used to be, but she'll still give a little twirl and a a twirl. (laughs) A swirl and a twirl. Okay, she's going down with all her flair. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can we get into this kiss? Baby. It was deep. It was long. It was lingering. It was passionate. At one point, David kicked his little leg up. (laughs) And that really made me cackle. He says in a confessional that, you know, I see the girls do it. In the name of equality, I will kick my leg up as well. I'm in the moment. I'm feeling it. What do these two do? (laughs) These two are Disney adults down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Did y'all know? I don't know if this is real. I think it is real. But I came across my desk, a video of a couple. I believe they might be on TikTok, but I saw this on Twitter that were talking about their lives as Disney theme park related or theme park specific swingers. Um, Apparently there's an app. They talk about how great their relationship is and how they're doing it in all of the venues from the Grand Floridian to whatever other properties that Disney has. Um, And I'm just worried that they might go down that path, Christine and David, just like accidentally. Like I think accidentally. They might find this app and be like, oh, my gosh, it's for other Disney adult couples to meet in some sort of, you know, um, ministry. And I just don't think that's the ministry that they're looking for. Christine seems very happy to be just with David. That was very clear. My leg almost kicked up. And then, unfortunately, we have to go back to the forests of Flagstaff where Cody's still hacking away at the trees. He and Robin are sitting quite literally like two bumps on a log. And he says that at this point, this wedding is really none of his business. She doesn't need his permission or anything like as if anybody thought she would. He's just worried about the kids being happy, but he thinks that they're old enough to be fine. Now, thinks that they're old enough. Why? Because you don't remember how old your children are or you think they're all mature. Now, they're old enough to be fine with David, but they've all been poisoned by Christine to hate you. How does that work? They have the discernment to be okay? Unless it's Christine talking to them, in which case she's like the witch with the apple. Just, ah, kids, everybody hate Cody. Okay. Is that how it works? Sure. So then he gets to rambling again about how he met David once. He really doesn't know anything. He wishes for them all the happiness that life can give them. You know, that's his honest feeling and that's it. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's hard for it to not be on my mind that we had 25 years together. And, you know, this is when Robin's face is just like, oh, fuck's sake. Here we go again. You know, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to keep talking to the till those cameras leave, <laughs> which which might be the uh, the new title for the new show. Just keep talking until the cameras leave. So, Robin. Oh, my God. My notes actually said sobbing in here. OK, she, Robin goes. Oh, just give me a kiss, Cody. And while they're kissing, I'm using air quotes here. She's like looking at the camera and being like, okay, guys, go, 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 go now. So he can stop talking. Please pack it up before he says something dumb again. Robin says in a confessional that it's been really difficult and it's made her take a step back and wonder if plural marriage really works. Now, this felt like a Frank, not Frank inviting Frank inviting, if you guys don't know, is when, like, if you're watching a scene and you can't see the people's actual lips move in coordination with what they're saying and you're looking at, like, a mountain or whatever, more than likely, if they're talking, that's something that they recorded later or, or like, later as in in the studio so you could get the clean audio or they're, like, didn't get, well, how do I do say this? Or basically, they're taking something from a completely different scene that has nothing to do with what we're watching and then putting in there to fit the narrative of the episode. That's what Frankenbiting is. This case is... Uh, they, I think they're putting something in to fit the narrative because we don't see any other on-camera interviews with Robin about this specific thing. But I also am like not sure what she's talking about. Are you saying that looking at Christine's wedding has been really difficult and made you take a step back or this whole situation has been really difficult, which has been your usual narrative. And to further that point, why didn't we see more of Robin's thoughts? We get a lot of Janelle. We get a lot of Mary being like, no, I'm really happy for her. Once again, very happy for Christine. Hoping hoping that rub, luck rubs off on me as well. We got Mary saying that about 15 different ways to Sunday. But we didn't really get a whole lot of input from Robin herself alone without Cody. And I would have liked to hear that because I'm sure it would have been fascinating. Very fascinating. But I also wonder if maybe she did what she did during the lookbacks and the talkbacks, which was, ah, I, can't, I can't, I can't do this thing. This is too difficult for me. I can't, I can't walk away. I'm going to have a panic attack. Like panic attacked her way out of it like she did multiple times during those two specials. Weirdo. So then we get more um, insight from the Browns, or at least Caleb, Maddie's husband, about 
how excited they are about having David's family be included. Caleb seems shocked to have a family that actually, like, coexists politely and not even politely. In like a way which people actually want to hang out. He's like, people were coming up to me and they were from David's family and they're talking about, hey, are you going to go and do this event after this event? And like wanting to include us and talking about how they have family moving to North Carolina. Like this seemed like a very new concept to him. Just the idea of families coming together and liking each other. <laughs> it's like, is this real? What are we doing? They're talking politely. Wow. <laughs> it's a brand new day over here. <laughs> Aspen says that with her mom getting remarried, she's like, I guess I think of polygamy differently. Because I guess it wasn't really good for my mom in the end. Like, it was good for her for a while, and then she needed something different. And then Isabel says, personally, she would never want to live polygamy because... Yeah, it was, like, fun for her growing up, but she doesn't think that she would want that ultimately for her kids. And, like, expand on that. Because if you find your, like, if you're looking back at your childhood as great, which it seems like all the kids do, why would you not want to replicate that for your kids? I guess I would just be curious as to why that is. If you had fun, why would you not want that for kids? And then Gabe says that it's a beautiful lifestyle for people who want it and want everything that comes with it. And Savannah's like, yeah, personally, I don't think I'd ever be able to make it work. So then they start doing family photos and they're making sure like, oh, don't make sure it's Christine's kids on one side and David's on the other. Like, let's all get mixy with each other. And. Oh, what happens? Oh, <laughs> at one point. Like, they're doing photos, and clearly they're like, the photographer is like, oh, let's do the fun kiss photo, right? The couple kisses, and everybody's like, woo, you know, outside of it and cheering, right? So everybody's doing it. Hands in the air, wooing as you would, except for Truly, who's standing quite literally right in front of David and Christine and just staring at them as they're, like, really hardcore making out with each other, just looking. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> And I have a feeling that probably happens a lot in that house, you know? Like, she's, like, for those of you who watch Kardashians and you see how often uh, Courtney and Travis are just, like, tongue right to that little dangly bit in the back of your throat, just, like, like make really deeply making out with each other. And Penelope's, like, doing the prayer from um, Forrest Gump, like, please make me a bird so I can fly far, far away from this. Like, that's that's probably what Truly's up to. So then McKelty says that her opinion on polygamy really started to shift when the family moved to Vegas and how David's giving Christine everything she always wanted. So it's an obviously a tell that something was wrong from the very beginning with Christine and Cody if it's so perfect now. Like, also, she honestly thinks polygamy is a terrible idea. Like, being raised in her family was a blessing, but she doesn't think it was fair to her parents because... None of them got what they needed out of that marriage. And even though she's only been married seven years, which actually is a good chunk of time, <laughs> to be honest with you, she knows what her mom and dad deserve, and she does not think polygamy is something that anybody deserves. Now, we also have a, a part two to uh, this Instagram post that Christine took the comments off of and also changed the caption to <laughs> last week where she said that McKelty was the first child to embrace David and 
how great their relationship is. And I guess people came for her. So she changed it to how like just David, she and David have a great relationship or whatever. Um, McKelty and Tony did a, I guess, Patreon in which David and Christine showed up to share their opinions on that. And Christine said she was really pissed off. She took the comments down or, you know, changed the settings on the comments because people were being so mean. And she tells McKelty, people are so much meaner to you and about you than they are about me. (laughs) She didn't mean that in a shady way. I just thought, thought that's very interesting. And even McKelty was like, oh, okay. Wow. So she and David, David said he was actually pissed off about people's response to that and that it is true that she was the first one to embrace. And he goes on to talk about how, like, she basically was coming from a place where he appreciated, which is in a divorce, the child should not have to pick a side. And therefore, you know, any allegiance that she had toward Cody should not factor into the relationship that she has with David and how basically she like accepted him with open arms. And that was like really nice. But he was also very much a, of the opinion of like, go ahead and have your relationship with that man with the curly hair. Like, I don't care. Do your thing, baby girl. So apparently they're fine. Um, I had also heard just like a completely unfounded rumor that uh, maybe McKelty and Tony are on the outs with Cody and Robin right now. I think that would be very interesting. Like, let's get into that. Is that true? Let me know if you guys have also seen that or if I just made that up in this addled brain of mine. Janelle uh, eventually hits uh, back at Robin and Robin's fantasy of Cody being dead or running around the property as they're all sitting on, sitting on the porch <laughs> with their grandkids. This is talking about old times. Janelle says, I can see... Christine and David sitting on their porch with their rocking chairs, looking at their kids running around. And then she says, you know, it actually feels really whole. And like the family has an identity now and that any of the kids who are not here would still feel welcome. I do think that at some point during this, Christine mentions like my 13 kids and not my 18 kids. And so there is a lot of mention of like any child any child in the brown for anybody who's got a last name brown if they want to come around they can do that but how do we do we think that's true or do we think that that's polite for politeness sake because there are kids involved but i gotta say like even if it's polite for politeness sake it's still better than what Robin is doing, which is acting like she's a victim of some of these children and not like, yeah, I don't really fuck with your mom. You're more than welcome, though. And I know it's probably not going to happen. So it's really just like me saying words. But I do feel like it's truer of Christine than it would be for Robin to be like, taking herself out of a group chat in the most dramatic fashion because some kids didn't approve of you having, or they didn't respond in the way that you wanted to when they were literal teenagers to you getting knocked up by their dad, respectfully, expecting from your their father. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> 
Then we get to the speeches, and Aspen does a speech. I didn't hear what McKelty said to her or, like, yelled out in the crowd, but Aspen really got her ass back. She's like, that's why you're not up here doing the speech. I'm doing it. I don't know what she said, but I didn't need to. I just appreciated Aspen being sassy. Sassy Aspen. <laughs> so during her speech, she kind of shades Christine, too. She, first she says that Christine just happens to get younger with age, but then she says she basically acts like a child around David, but also that she appreciates that David can handle that. And then David's daughter, Katie, does a speech. And and at this point, this was the first time where I'm like, hmm, what's, what's going on here? So Katie says that the, she's the reason why David and Christine are together, because she manifested them getting together. And how one day... When she heard the news, as we all did, that Christine was finally leaving Cody, she ran into her husband's office and was like, it's here. Let's celebrate. Break out the champagne. And when her husband was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. She just seems great. And I want her to be set up with my dad. So this is vague. So I'm making assumptions as to what happened. I think after... She realized that Christine was single. She tells David, make a dating profile. So David's telling Christine in the confessional that he made the profile himself. He picked up all his pictures, blah, blah, blah. I guess just so happened that ask, believe, receive. She manifested Christine going on that same, very same app, finding David. And, you know, the rest is history. Hey, hey, it's Kip Bodner, CMO of HubSpot. Join me and my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, CMO over at Zapier, on Marketing Against a Grain. We're not the typical regurgitated Twitter threads. These are takes from us, marketing leaders about what we're doing and what we're learning from our peers and what's working in the market and how you can apply them to your business. Everything you need to grow a modern business and have a strategy that is fit for growth in today's changing economy. Listen to our podcast, Marketing Against the Grain, wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay. She says that when... David tells Christine that when Christine messaged him that first time, that he told his daughter Katie and Katie was like, so excited and he said she made me believe that I could do it what does that mean I'm really trying to rock with this relationship and I know that a lot of people have been like I don't know about this guy I'm not sure about the daughter it's giving we're we hit a lick and somehow we were able to make this work this was the only time where I was like hmm okay that's interesting I maybe would have saved that, not not on Mike, because it's a little confusing. After that, Christine's mom does a speech about how Christine's a warrior. You're fierce, you're strong, and yeah, you put on rose-colored glasses, but you can do that anytime you want, because you know what? You created all of this. It's basically like a speech that you would do to, like, Xena Warrior Princess. 
I'm I'm not d- knocking it. I was down. It was just it was a lot of emotion. And then we have to watch a lot of footage of Christine and David making out pretty hardcore, like in the middle of the dance floor. And Janelle says, <laughs> Janelle says in a confessional that the fact that David and Christine are obviously openly affectionate with each other, it's almost like a healing balm that soothes the wound that Cody inflicted. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure David is soothing a lot of things that Cody was not so kind to. Because then she goes on to say, when Cody was telling Christine that he was never attracted to her or that he thought she was always gross to be with, and then he had to work hard to be with her, what a shitty, assholey kind of thing to say to somebody. Like, especially with somebody you've been with for 30 freaking years and you have six children with. It's not cool. It wasn't true. And it wasn't cool. David had to come in and fix all that. And Christine now feels loved and seen and attractive and all the things that you should be feeling with your spouse. Exactly right. He said that she was gross to be around. It was gross to be with you. I would die if somebody used that word gross. And especially if you've been inside of me. Like, <laughs> that's like maybe a, one of the worst adjectives that you could use. Like, I'd rather you call me a bitch than say it, it, you're gross. Like, physically disgusting. Unfortunately, we have to go back to a confessional with Cody wearing his Heart of the Ocean necklace from Titanic. And he says that Christine, you know, like he really hopes that she finds a soulmate experience and that she told the kids that and she put out a lot of emotional energy into that effort. And he thinks that she did something magical that drew David to her. (laughs) How often do you think about this? You know? I'm somebody who, like, lives in my head, you know, and, and, like, after a breakup, I'm like, what the hell, like, replaying things in my mind, my mind has never even gotten this weird, like, she put up all this emotional energy, and I think, I think something magical happened that drew David to her, (laughs) they might be a match made in heaven, and I hope that they have a wonderful day, okay, so... Then we fortunately just, let's just run back, run back to this wedding because, Cody, please. They're doing their first dance, David and Christine, and it's like definitely a formal situation. So David says that they actually took dance lessons before that. You could still tell that the spirit of Cody and the Brown family mosh pit was still very much imprinted in her because she was looking to get twirled quite a bit. Remember how Cody used to twirl all of them and like to their arms almost came out of their sockets, just like jump jiving and wailing practically. Gosh, I bet that 90s resurgence of of (laughs) swing music really affected Cody in a major way. And that may be something that an anthropologist needs to look at. But anyway, you could tell that spirit is still within her because they're twirling about every five to seven seconds. Like if that was me, if I were Christine, I would have had to sit down with my eyes closed for like three minutes before I got my center of gravity again. That was just a lot of twirling. A lot of twirling. So because Christine didn't want to stress her dad out too much physically with like a daddy-daughter dance, David suggests that she do a dance with all the daughters. 
So she makes it like a family, a true family affair. Like David's daughters, you come up, Savannah, Maddie, all you guys. It was like a really lovely moment. Gabe says in a confessional that, frankly, he's never seen Christine as happy and how, you know, he doesn't really want to completely blame Cody because he does think that they really tried and gave it a hard go and they really did love each other. But sometimes that's just the way things go. And he's just reassured that this is right for Christine because he can see how happy that David makes her. During one of the tell-alls, did we find out, or maybe the finale that, or maybe the look back, or maybe the talk back, I don't know, that I believe Janelle said that uh, Gabriel, actually maybe she said Garrison was kind of talking to Cody again. And I'm getting the vibe that Gabe is also softening toward Cody because I'm not seeing the, the bite that used to happen with Gabe. And it's interesting. Maybe it's because this is about Christine and not his mom. Maybe he's able to be a little bit more soft about this, but I wonder, I wonder what's going on with their relationships with Cody now. So of course, like I said, we know that the Brown family loves to dance or get on a dance floor and make a lot of flailing movements and jump up and down. Cody says in a confessional, you know, I'm actually sad that I had to miss a Brown family mosh pit. <laughs> now I kind of feel left out because, you know, the Brown family mosh pit's just so much fun. So much fun. Now, Robin says that when Cody wants to dance with her, which is all the time, she has told him, you can't dance with me until you take dance lessons. Because basically our dancing is me as the maypole and you just running around me. <laughs> and we know that Robin does have an extensive history as a um, a hip hop dancer. If you guys have not seen her popping and locking, um, I would suggest going down to YouTube and finding that. A great video of her from the 90s. What looks like, like an after school special. Just a random white girl in a hat just... Just, you know, like I said, popping and locking. I mean, there's no other way for it. <laughs> Woo! Somebody get Robin into, like, Break Into. Electric Boogaloo. Have you guys ever seen the Break In series? We don't need to get into it. I, we're we're going to finish this, okay? <laughs> but anyway, so then, um, what happens? Like, I'm, I'm not sure what kind of dancing they were doing at this wedding. Like, at one point, it was giving Midsommar. David and Christine are in the middle, and everybody's, like, raising their hands and putting their arms on their shoulders at one point and then just doing like a side to side hands in the air, like you just don't care kind of thing. And I've just never seen a dance like that at the wedding. Like this wasn't the electric slide. This wasn't the Cupid shuffle. This wasn't the, the Tamiya one. I don't know what this is, but then according to Christine, she says that this was a flash map. Now, the flash map is like things that people plan, right? I don't think this is. I think people just got in a circle around them and just like went, waved their hands back and forth. I don't know, but Christine loved it. She actually said, Christine, in the year of our Lord, 2023, said, a flash mob is a dream come true. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine, I want to have the sort of whimsy that Christine has, that somebody doing a flash mob around them at their wedding, 
Because if it was me, I would have gone full carry. Like, full carry at the end of the movie. Like, what are, do you guys even know me? What the fuck is this? Livid. <laughs> Livid. How dare you guys besmirch my wedding by do, doing a flash mob in the 2020s. Okay. But Christine loved it. And I just, like, I would like to have a heart as pure as that just for a moment to know what it feels like. Because this gave me hives, practically. It was like, oh, flash mob. Don't even say those words. After that, they cut the cake. Some real nice making out with the cake was involved. And McKelty yells out, save some for tonight. And Christine goes, oh, we are. Oh, we are. Gabe says that for the first time in a long time, it feels like the real family's back. Did you hear that, Cody? Who's the captain now, bitch? Who's the, who's the daddy? Christine. King Christine. <laughs> After that, David has his friend Jared go get a chair and put it in the middle of the dance floor. And you think, you know, maybe we do a garter toss, uh, something a little sexy between husband and wife. The new Mr. and Mrs. Wooly. No. David, sit down on there. Let me sit this ass on it. Jared, why are you doing a full dance? A full-on lap dance. He was kind of eating a little bit. I can't even lie. Like, some of the moves were good. Um, But I'm just confused because David says in the confessional that this is not a family member, but just like a neighbor kid that that grew up around David. Jared, why is that your first instinct? And why did it last so long? Like, I thought this was going to be like, oh, ha ha, like, I'm going to do this for Christine, but I'm going to pretend like it's for me. Nah, I feel like we got a good... We got to two verses of a song before Jared was done. Okay. At one point, Christine was like, okay, sir, scoot over. That's my, that's my lap. Okay. And then she tries to do something and, you know, it's not great. Like, it, I just feel like Jared really had more of the skill and the natural talent. Christine was more of like a cowgirl, very horny situation. Janelle's in the background, like, Smile plastered on her face, but dying on the inside, like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really seemed like maybe Christine forgot who was around for a moment. It, it really, it really did. Janelle's like, this, this is get weird. This is really weird, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and that was basically it. Like, we just, everybody's just happy. The Brown family's happy to be around actual family again without anybody being scared or some sort of weird politics about how they're treating Robin. And it's just very nice. It was very nice. Hunter says it was nice to see how many people at that wedding were there because you could tell how loved David and Christine were. And I love that. I know a lot of people were wondering about Leon and Audrey being there. We do see them. But we don't see them. I heard that there was maybe a section at the wedding for those who did not want to be on camera. We did see Audrey in, like, you know, dancing and in some family photos. But other than that, really no involvement. No talking heads, no confessionals with the rest of the siblings or anything like that. Um, But, yeah, they seem... um, um, They look good. Leon looks good. 
And I'm happy for them. And they looked like really happy at the wedding. But I do, you know, I did float a little conspiracy theory around last week that I feel like Peyton might be on timeout um, from speaking. <laughs> and I and I was like, okay, well, let's wait until next episode. And he still didn't get a talking head. And now I think that my theory might be true. I think maybe he might be uh, on lockdown, so to speak. So that's interesting. But I'm actually looking forward to seeing next season. I think we're going to have more involvement with the siblings, especially with Christine full time in, um, uh, where are they? Utah. (laughs) Suddenly I just got very tired in Utah with like McKelty and with Aspen. I do think we're going to see more of them filming, which I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing like what's going on with Aspen. What's going on in her mind? She's been a little shady in ways like her face deceives her. Like she's giving very sweet, but I, I caught some barbs here and there and I would like to see more of what's going on with that. And I would like to see more of Robin just solely responsible for being Cody's PR person. This is not going to work and how, how stressed out she is about that. So thank you guys. If you guys want to hang out, Stick around with me and you're wondering what is going to be in the Wednesday slot instead of Sister Wives for a bit. Well, two weeks from now, we got Vanderpump Rules. That airs on Tuesdays. So we're going to be doing Vanderpump Rules and that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a time. I am excited about that. So with that, you guys, if you want to, I don't know, give me a five star only review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I would greatly appreciate that. Have a great week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. And actually, if you're a Sister Wives fan, I would suggest you follow me on Instagram at everyone's business but mine because the merch is coming, bitches. And there are going to be at least one thing that I think you're really going to (laughs) like. I'm very excited about it. So love you guys. Bye. Bye.